With the return of the NBA coming fast, The Athletic has launched The Athletic NBA Show, a daily podcast combining some of your favorite basketball voices under one umbrella. David Aldridge, Ethan Strauss, Marcus Thompson, Zach Harper, Sam Amick, and more, along with a rotating cast of beat writers from around the league. Every day features a new show covering everything from insider news to cultural issues and deep dives into in-game analytics. So before things tip off later this month, make sure you subscribe to the Athletic NBA show available now wherever you get your podcasts. I played a small part in getting this thing launched, and so it would mean a lot to me if you would go subscribe on Apple Podcasts and even leave a five-star review. That would just be wonderful. So please support The Athletic, support Down to Dunk, and subscribe to The Athletic NBA Show. I'm Deontay Burton, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Hamadou Diallo. Hey, I'm Danilo Gallinari. I'm Chris Paul, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Louis Dort, and I'm down to Dort. What's Dort? I'm not going to lie. I don't know what that was. In English, bro. I'm Darius Baisley, and I'm down to dunk. I'm Shake Gilders Alexander. I'm Steven Adams. I'm Andre Robinson, and I'm down to dunk. Yeah. On you. Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We are part of the Athletic Podcast Network with me today on a Wednesday. Michele Bear. Michele, what's up? It's so weird to podcast on Wednesday. It is. It's, but yeah, it's it's great. I mean, we have news. We do have news. So yesterday, Dennis Schroeder spoke to the media via Zoom, no longer via Microsoft Teams, if you were curious. Uh, and he's going to have a baby. Well, not him specifically. His wife's going to have a baby. And uh, he is expected to leave the bubble within the next three weeks to go home and to uh, be with his wife for the birth of their second child. And they have they already have a, a child that's 17 months old. So his wife is in. <laughs> he's, he's got to be there. I mean, like, let's just let's just. First of all, fully support what he's doing, leaving the bubble. I mean, both of us have children, and I could not imagine not being there uh, mm-hmm. for the birth of any of my kids. So I, f- I fully support him going and being there. And and then um, I guess the question is how long he'll be gone. But um, what are your what are your just initial thoughts of Schroeder? And then maybe we can read read a couple of his quotes. Well. First of all, yes, I fully support the fact that he's going um, like to uh, with with his wife. Uh, of course, I mean, not 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 that my opinion matters, but uh, when I was in the same situation with a older kid, because um, I think Anita was around three years old when uh, when Diego <clears throat> was born, and my wife needed me <laughs> like. You cannot do that with uh, with two little children. So um, it's it's a great moment, and uh, it's not that because you lived it once that you you can miss the second. It's it's always different, always an extraordinary uh, experience, uh, especially the first few moments. So um, I mean, congrats to to Dennis and his uh, fiance wife um, um, for for the second children. Um, Basketball wise, it will be a big hit for QC, of course, because sure, there was probably 
one of the main reasons why the three-point guard lineup uh, worked out for the entire season. And, and it's not just the fact that he could hit jumpers at a very high rate, but also because his defense was good enough to keep that lineup afloat yeah. defensively. Because, and, and that wasn't the case uh, last year, for example. It was not that good. It was not that aggressive. He was playing differently, probably different schemes. Uh, this year is probably better for him because he's focused on the main ball handler while Chris Paul is off the ball. Last year, this was not the case. Um, but still, is is like the fact that he will be away for part of the regular season for sure, maybe even part of the playoffs. Um, it will be huge for OKC. If he comes, if he can play like a few games with the team and then be back, say in 20 days, I think it will not be terrible. Especially if if he can be back for like game two, game three of the first round, uh, because he you. Like you relearn how to play with your teammates, then you take a leave of absence, uh, which is more than <clears throat> justifiable. And then you're back when the things are really important for the team. So if this is what, what is going to happen, sure, OKC will struggle in the games, in the regular season games. But maybe well, like one or two of those games are against uh, Washington and Phoenix. So it will be good development minutes for Dort, which will probably get a few few minutes as a secondary ball handler and it will probably mean more minutes for Trey uh, which needs to be on the court in order to to get back in game shape and so it will be also an opportunity for OKC to test out different things while Dennis is away. Mm-hmm. Yeah I, it's it's certainly an interesting dynamic and it's possible that he is only gone for the regular season and then comes back for the playoffs. I think that is logistically possible because if you leave the campus for a childbirth, you only have to quarantine for four days, as long as you're testing every day while you're outside the bubble. So logistically, it would be possible for him to miss probably a a huge portion of those eight games, maybe even all of them, and then return for the playoffs. But also, as as we know, having the child, the day of the childbirth is a big day, but the days after are big time too. And so I just wonder how long he will want to stay and how long he will stay. And if he's committed to come back, coming back for the playoffs or if he's committed to staying there with his family, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. I would guess that he will try to make it back for the playoffs, but uh, I would not lock that in just because the first couple weeks, really the first, like honestly, six weeks of like having a newborn child is uh, it's pure chaos and it's, it rocks your whole world and you kind of have to reset. But um, I don't expect for him to be gone that long, but I just, you just wonder how many days he's going to want to spend. Maybe it, maybe it's only a few days that he goes and then he's only gone for like a total of 10 days or something like that. I mean, that's, I think that's certainly a possibility, but you you just have to wonder with, with this situation, how much time he could miss. Cause you're right. Like he's, he's been one of the better players for the thunder. If you look at five man lineups with, and I, 
I think the criteria, yeah, the criteria I put in is they've had to have played at least 50 minutes together, which there's not very many Thunder lineups that have played 50 minutes together. Of the top five lineups, he's in four of them. You know, he's he's a huge part of of this team. The Chris Paul, uh, Schroeder, Gallo, SGA, and Adams, the three-guard lineup, plus... 29.9 net rating. Yeah. I mean, just outrageous. And that's that's the the lineup that's played the second most minutes together. Very good. You sub out Schroeder for Ferguson, it's minus 3.5. Yeah. Yeah, which is the, basically the starting unit. By the way, I changed my microphone. Um, I... I didn't remember to do that, so so apologize to the listener for the first part of the pod. Now oh. I should be I should have a better audio. Um, but yeah, great. I mean, sound great now. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good way to say you you sound crappy before. <laughs> Being quarantined with people, you uh, you learn a lot more about them, and some of that is how they smell. And if you are a man and you're looking to smell good. You've got to check out Hawthorne. I got some of their soap, body wash, deodorant, and lotion in the mail in a package. Really a beautiful package. And it is great. Got this giant bar of soap that I've been using. It not only exfoliates, but it makes your, your skin just smell and feel so good. It's easily the best soap I've ever owned. And I've owned a lot of different soaps. But this is easily the best soap and it's a great gift for Father's Day. So they've got cologne, they have soap, they have all kinds of body wash and lotion. They have like hand cream and things like that that'll just make you smell great. And I think one challenge that, that men have is when you walk into a store, maybe you're going to find cologne, maybe you're going to find a good smelling soap. I don't know what I'm looking for, and I'm sure that you guys don't either. And so Hawthorne makes super easy. You take a two minute, two minute quiz, when you get onto their website, that's hawthorne.co, when you go to their website and you take the quiz and it actually asks them like random questions and some questions specific to you and it kind of spits out this algorithm that gives you your kind of soap and your cologne scent, which is really cool. And it is so helpful to me because I don't want to have to choose that. <laughs> I really don't care about choosing what it is, but Hawthorne does it for you and it does it right. So listeners... Check out Hawthorne at Hawthorne.co. That's Hawthorne with an E dot C-O, not dot com. Hawthorne.co. And use the promo code down to dunk to get 10% off your first purchase. That's Hawthorne.co. And use the promo code down to dunk to get 10% off of your first purchase. Hawthorne.co. The starting unit struggle, struggle a lot. And, um... I don't know if there is a way, probably there is one uh, on, on NBA.com to check if that lineup was bad just at the beginning of games and then better, uh, say, in third quarters. But I think the answer is no, that that, that lineup was bad, period. With Dort, probably was starting to trend upwards, especially the last eight games, the eight, ten games. Um, but yeah, I mean, with Schroeder, it's it's totally another story. Um, and, um, and yeah, I mean... The problem with, with, with Dennis will also be that for other players, maybe as w- when the playoffs are getting closer, you are closer to be back with your families because you, you will probably be allowed to, to bring someone. I don't think they will be able to bring 
like two children, uh, one newborn, uh, his wife and, and probably someone else, you know, to, to, to help out in, in the bubble. So for him, it also means like seeing your family for five days. And then if the Thunder somehow have a long run, like not seeing your newborn for maybe a month, it is, it is a tough, tough decision because I mean, you will compete in basketball next year. You will not have another, like your son birth another time. So it's, um, it's tough. I don't envy him and the choices that he has to make. Yeah. In the first quarter, the starting lineup with Ferguson minus 0.8. Oh, so it's actually worse in the third. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to run that. I'm going to look for that now. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's not not great. <laughs> if you're wondering, it's bad. Yeah. Oh, third quarter's way worse. Minus eleven point seven. Wow. In the third quarter. That that is that is really really bad. One hundred nineteen third quarter minutes together. That lineup has played. Uh, it's very bad. It's very bad. Yeah. I, I still cannot explain that fully because Ferguson was not bad defensively, mm-hmm. and yet that lineup was horrible. So it's um, I'm curious, curious to see, to understand why um, why that happened. Yeah, but, but it surely did happen. So we need to find an explanation. It did, yeah, and uh, also in on-off net rating. Dennis Schroeder mm-hmm. is the second best player on the Thunder. Yeah. Plus 9.6. Chris Paul is number one at plus 12.2. Then is Schroeder at plus 9.6. And then Gallo plus 5.6. Steven plus 3.8. Shea plus two. Dort plus two. And that's the end of the positive on-off lineup or on-offs for players on the Thunder. Yeah. Ferguson yeah, I mean, minus 9.5, Baisley minus 8. It's a uh, <laughs> it gets it gets brutal pretty fast. And that's and that's another reason why the center team might need Dre. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so. If you if you want a good news though, if you filter on cleaning the glass all the lineups with Dort, Gallinari, Chris Paul and Shea, they have a plus 11 net rating in 500 possessions. So actually not a bad sample size yeah um so I'm, I'm really looking forward to to see uh with either dort or uh or dre what does the lineup like the starting lineup look like mm-hmm. over an extended period of time because again with dort the starting unit is still negative uh but it started off real bad and i remember checking the last few games um I think the last eight or nine, uh, it was standing really upwards. So, um, I mean, it's not that the Thunder are out of options without Schroeder, but it surely complicates the rotation. And it will also mean that Paul and Shea will play way more minutes apart from each other because you have to account for they're missing like missing another another ball handler so they will diminish their their minutes together and so everything will change but it's good to try those things out especially because it will mean that Shea will play with his 
future future team basically if we yeah. if we want to project that to the future we'll probably see lineups with uh shea ferguson dort paisley and noel or or adams units like that that defensively i think they can hold up i want to see how they do offensively i'm I think they will not be great, to say the least. But um, but still, you you get you get the reps in, and it will be helpful for the future. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see where the shots go. And we've we've said this on many pods in the last few weeks. I mean, Schroeder takes the most shots on the team by a, yeah. a very slim margin, but he still he takes the most. Where where do the fifteen shots go that he, <clears throat> well, that he takes I, I per think game? What I think or where I hope? I mean, the easy answer, right, is you just spread them about through Shea, Gallo, and Chris Paul, right? Yeah. Um, and maybe I want a few more touches for Steven, yeah. uh, which is something that we always uh, hope for but never materializes. Yeah. So maybe, <laughs> maybe there is a way, especially if you try to pair – Noel's minutes with um, with Chris Paul, and so that you can exploit the lob threat a little bit more, mm-hmm. and then maybe you have Shea running with Adams, and and you can put a little bit more weight on Adams's shoulders uh, offensively, since you don't have like Chris Paul around or shorter, so you you need to find different stuff, and um, but yeah, I mean I'm all in for a few more. Touches to Gallo, especially from three, yeah. and maybe and maybe like for sure, uh, Chris Paul will play more on the ball, and so he will have more uh, opportunities to be a scorer. Um, and yeah, so we'll see. But but yeah, shot distribution will be also something to monitor um, because uh, there's no clear way to. Even Shea probably will take a lot as well because he will have free reigns when he's out there with the ball in his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to see Shea take 20 shots in a game. It will happen. I think it will happen it sounds, in one of those nights. It sounds very exciting to me. Yeah, so especially would, if he can... Yeah. yeah, if he can stay consistent and and get to the free throw line and stay aggressive, I mean... I and I, I think he's ready for it. I think he's ready. He's basically entering his third year. We've talked about this. I think that he's essentially entering his third year, having this extended break, and he's got cool hair. I think he's ready. Yeah, I don't know about the hair, but um, I, <laughs> I I quite like the the previous version, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm not like a fashion guy, so uh, I have the same haircut since since I was at probably in high school. So <laughs> you're not, I'm you're quite not a high poor. fashion guy. This isn't a high fashion pod. Uh, well, yes, the pod, yes, me probably. <laughs> I'm, I'm again, I'm pretty steady with my uh, dresses and like um, the way I dress every day and the way I keep my haircut. But yeah. but yeah, if you say that 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 the new hair are good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, still, this is such an interesting stat and it's very basic, but Steven Adams took more shots the last three years per game than he did this season, which is just very counterintuitive. 
to what you would have thought, right? Because and it, and if it has felt like this year after year that oh, there's more there's more you know time opening up for Stephen, there's more opportunities open up for Stephen, and he's like taking less and less and less shots. Like even last season with uh, Westbrook and Paul George on the team, who took a tremendous amount of shots. He took more shots than he did this year, almost three more shots per game than he did this year. And maybe some of that is that the Thunder do have so many offensive weapons, like so many Mm -hmm. more than they did previously. Um, So many more ball handlers, guys that uh, can get their own shot. But it's still just kind of crazy that we're this far into Adam's career and he's taking less shots per game. He's only taken 7.6. Last year he took 10. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you want to take away the variance in pace, uh, because they, they, they probably played a different pace last season. Uh, if you want to go 100 possessions, it's still lower, uh, not by a wide margin. It's just point two lower. But 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 it is decreasing. The efficiency is basically the same. Um, it improved in terms of general efficiency because of the free throw percentage, which is higher than the past two seasons. But but yeah, I mean it, it's it's weird, but not too weird in the in the following sense. Last season you had one A and one B in Paul George and, and Russell Westbrook, and then you had Stephen as the third option. Mm-hmm. And that was clear. Um, I mean, Dennis was not the third option. Not even when, like, when he shared the court with the other three guys, I don't think he was the third option. Mm-hmm. This season, you have four options before Steven Adams. And, and and it's clear. Like, when you have all those players, Adams is not taking any shots. Yeah. Probably one or two in that in those lineups. I, I would be curious to see how many shots Adams take when he's paired with um, the three point guards and Gallo, because Stevens mm-hmm. Steven in those in those moments serves as probably a screener rebounder. He takes shots just for like from offensive rebounds. He's not really um, a lob guy. That part of his game is kind of missing, and I don't know why. Because he's still pretty athletic, and but, but he, he, Chris Paul prefers to use him as, as a weapon to free up the space for his jumper, and or if it's not the jumper, then it's a pass to the three point line. So I wonder if this is basically schematically, because of like um, schemes that Bill Donovan wants to implement that uses Adams more up high to free up the space for uh, other stuff. Here at Down to Dunk, we have loved partnering with many local businesses throughout the years. Restaurants, clothing stores, even t-shirt companies. We've loved it. So if you have a local business here in OKC, which is where a majority of our listeners are, we would love to partner with you along with The Athletic to do some local ads. So to advertise on this show, Down to Dunk, go to theathletic.com slash podcast ads there you can fill out a very simple form and we'll get back with you right away so go to theathletic.com slash podcast ads today anything else that we need to discuss today i think andre you want to talk about andre's fit yeah i'm i'm curious i'm curious to see well I was more curious before the shorter news because you, you don't have like a cre- clear path 
with uh, with Dennis uh, in the lineup to to play huge minutes, yeah. to play Dre like huge minutes. Uh, and so I was thinking maybe he will play some of the four, but I don't want to take out um, Basley minutes because I think that those will, will be extremely important going forward. But now that that Dennis is going to miss some time, uh, I wonder how much of the Ferguson slash Nader slash Diallo's minutes yeah. uh, Dre will take. I think probably a lot, especially I, I don't foresee a ton of tons of minutes for Diallo, uh, maybe here and there for for Nader. But say that you, you put out there a lineup with Shea, Dort, um, Gallo, Dre and Muscala. You have all the space you need. So lineups like that with Ray as a like wing defender and whatever he is in offense um, will be used, and it may it makes much more sense to try to to play him uh, and not like give those minutes to Nader and Diallo. Ferguson is still up to still to be seen because there is uh, like a decent chance that Ferguson has his mind more into basketball and not on distractions. Yeah. And maybe that helps. I, I really hope that he's better on that end because I, I think he struggled from a, like a human point of view and 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 that is sad. And so I, I really hope that he's better uh, and, and that he can show that his talent is still there. Uh, it was a five-star recruiting. He had like a tough path uh, to the NBA. And so I... I really hope that he's in a better place and uh, that will he will be able to contribute. But we'll we'll see. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I hope so too. I, I think that he. I just want to see him on the court. I don't really know what to expect. I, I I do expect him to be slower than he was, and so can he be a perimeter player at all? I think is one of my main questions about him. Yeah. And I really honestly don't know the answer to that. And so I'm very intrigued because if he can play on the perimeter, that's a, it's a huge deal for OKC, a huge yeah. deal. And, but it just all remains to be seen. We continue to get positive messages from the thunder. They continue to do media availability every day. And one of the first questions is always about Andre. <laughs> it's everybody's on pins and needles. Like, is he still practicing? Is he still? Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, he's doing great. Everybody says uh, nobody said anything negative about him or anything that makes you think, oh, okay, this is this is like the same old story of great. He's trying to come back and he can't. Uh, So I at this point, I don't think it's unreasonable to expect him to play. Now, I'm not saying guaranteeing that he'll play, but I'm just saying I don't think it's unreasonable for, for him to to, to expect him to get minutes. Uh, I did want to talk about Sam Vecini's latest mock draft real quick. Mm-hmm. And just about the player that he has, uh, the thunder taking, you should go to the athletic.com slash down to dunk to get 40% off an annual subscription so that you can read this whole article because it's the most thorough mock draft that you can find on the internet. I mean, he, yeah the amount of words that he writes about each player because a lot of a lot of guys just give like a small like three or four sentences on each player through a mock draft 
I mean, he's got three paragraphs on the player that the Thunder are taking, <laughs> which is yeah. just kind of wild. But, it's um, amazing work. It, it is. It's it's tremendous. And so if you really want to know the draft and know who these players are, I mean, honestly, go read his latest mock draft. It's it's up on the Athletic NBA's page. It's one of the first ones up there. Um, but you should always support Sam Bassini's work and also support Down to Dunk and support us. So it's an easy way to do it is to make sure you have a subscription to the Athletic. And uh, if you would use the the slash down to dunk that would be helpful to us so Jaden mcdaniels is who he has the thunder taking he's a ford uh out of washington uh if you want to know a, a huge breakdown on this player we've done that on uh thunder after dark so if you go subscribe to that as well at uh, patreon.com slash okc dream team uh you can listen to that but uh interesting player six foot ten freshman highly regarded recruit out of high school and had a kind of blah year at Washington. Um, but he has like all the tools. And if he was the guy that the Thunder took, I think I'd be kind of excited because it's, it's basically like another shot at Perry Jones a little bit um, mm-hmm. to see if maybe you can have like a Perry Jones redux and see if you can make it work this time. Um, but what, what were your thoughts on, on that selection uh, for OKC would be the 25th pick. This is the Denver pick. Um, I don't like the pick. Um, he's not one of my favorite players for from what I saw in the clips in the films that we um, that we analyzed. But I understand the pick. I mean, I I like like. Ch- taking chances, especially when you have a peak that is in the late 20s. Um, I'm not sure I would spend that on McDaniels, but if he's out there and you don't have another guy available, then it makes sense. So, for example, in, in that specific mock, uh, Sam had Nico Mannion going after Jaden McDaniels. And if I am OKC and I plan to trade Chris Paul, Dennis Schroeder, and I have just Shea. Yeah. I have a lot of minutes, a lot of minutes yep. at point guard. Mm-hmm. And it's a swing again because Nico was was even better in, in from a recruiting standpoint. Yep. And he had a weird season in Arizona. We will discuss that in After Dark uh, in the future. And so if you want to take a swing, I would – Probably it's bias because I see him with the national, like my national team, and I see him playing with grown-ups. And I don't know. McDaniel's has huge red flags, and when you have a players that player that have troubles to stay on the court because of the fouling, technical fouling, um, you had troubles with his team that was not able to win with two five-star um, players in him and Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. It's it's weird. Something does not add up. Does it mean okay, that 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 he will not play in the NBA or he will be a bust? No, no, surely not. Uh, but it will require a lot of development, the right uh, time on the court. And I see him playing basically the same position as Baisley. Yeah. And so already you have some like less development minutes than then you might have a way from OKC. So I question that uh, because when, when, you, when you draft the rookie, it is 
probably not uh, easy to slide in and in a in a team concept. You need to have the right circumstances, and I don't know if OKC has that for in order to be successful with um, with Jaden McDaniels. Like for example, Antetokounmpo in Milwaukee, he was able to step on the court from day one, clear role, fifteen minutes, go and do. Um, maybe next year, basically plays thirty. Yeah. Like, do you have enough minutes? Probably, but but you're already like on the short end. With mm-hmm. other roles like guards and or clear wings, like wings that can play the three for real, I don't think he, he can, um, at least not not immediately. Uh, it will be easier to yeah. find playing time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Agreed. If you want more draft coverage, make sure you check out Thunder After Dark at patreon.com slash OKC Dream Team. We're breaking down as many prospects as we can before the draft, and we've got a ton of time. And so we'll have, That's right. we'll have a, a Rolodex of players that you can go and see, like, oh, I don't know anything about this guy. Let, let's go check it out. So if you could, subscribe to that. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Make sure that you follow McKelly on Twitter, at Mikey Barra. Follow me on Twitter, at Andrew K. Schlecht. Our podcast at Down to Dunk. Leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. That means a lot to us. Make sure that you are subscribed to the Athletic NBA show. A new show dropped today with Steve Kerr. We had one yesterday with Stan Van Gundy that was really interesting. So, more and more great NBA content there. Have a great day, and we will talk to you guys again on Friday. Thank you.